0: Welcome to Gateway Community Church, Webster, Texas. We're so glad you found us, and we hope this message helps you discover more about God and His unique plan for your life. Dads and moms, that's a great question there. How long is your shadow? How long is your shadow? Because here's the thing. Every single one of us leaves a legacy. The only question is, what will our legacy be? What will we leave behind? All of us, moms, dads, all of us. And one of the most important legacies we leave is our kids. And yet, our kids are not the only legacy that we leave behind because we also have the opportunity to, to as followers of Christ to leave a legacy for other kids as well. It's why, it's why we do Summer Kids Club, not just for our kids but because there are other kids who need to know the love of Christ. And, and there may not be a mom or a dad there that, for whom that is important right now. And so we encourage you to invite those folks, to bring those folks where they can experience the love of Christ through you. And you and I can be building legacies not only for those of us who have children, but also for other kids as well. We want to leave a huge shadow across the Bay Area. And here's the thing, that doesn't happen accidentally. It doesn't just happen. Good and lasting legacies are intentional. Summer Kids Club is one of the ways we do that. But also just those of you who volunteer every week in in Gateway Kids or in in our student ministry, that has a profound influence over time. I remember still with a dad who really didn't take me to church. The first time I had a a man in my class helping lead my class, what a difference it made for me to see that men do this too, even if my dad didn't. People are are watching us, just as that, that son was watching his dad. And his dad watched his dad, grandpa. So this morning, I want to I narrow the focus a little bit. It's Father's Day. and, and, and Yet what I'm going to talk about, I'm talking to you dads, but it really applies to moms. It applies to all of us who are followers of Christ. Because we are all called by Jesus to take up our cross and follow him, to be his hands, his feet, his voice to the world around us. We have a responsibility a calling and there's no passage that maybe gets at some of this better than one in corinthians first corinthians so if you have your bibles with you go ahead and open to first corinthians chapter 3 or on your mobile device you can go to the you version bible app and open the live page or as is always the case we have notes in your bulletin that you can take that have the the scriptures listed there and some places for you to take some notes as well Paul begins by explaining why he does what he does. And what he says right off here at the beginning in verse 10 is true for every, should be true for every church, for every follower of Christ. He simply says, because of God's grace to me. Because of God's grace for me. We love because he first loved us our motivation for everything we do as dads, as Christ followers, is because we have already received God's grace ourselves into our lives. We received the gift of life. Not a single one of us had to have been born, except that God chose that you would be born. He wanted you here. He he blesses us with the gift of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. And through that, then we have a hope that withstands, no matter what comes our way in this life, we have peace in the midst of a, a world full of adversity, of things like what happens in South Carolina. With, we have strength for living each day, for courage, for faith to trust him, to live for him. And it all begins with God's saving work for us through Jesus Christ It goes beyond what we, what we do or what we don't feel. It, it, it really, if we understand what he has done for us, it ought to create within us a sense of obligation and, and, and excitement and responsibility to respond to his grace with gratitude. I mean, if, someone give, if you give something to somebody that's worth something and they just kind of toss it off or dismiss it or don't say anything, you really wonder, don't they understand? Why, why, why are they like that? And God has to look at us so often and say, don't they understand what I gave them in Jesus Christ? Don't they understand the love that I have for them that is infinite, that goes beyond their sins, that can, can transform them? And yet if we forget, more than anything else, we show ourselves just to be ungrateful. Paul goes on to say, because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. In other words, Paul's taking very seriously what he's doing because he understands that he is doing foundational work. He's, doing, he's laying a foundation. He's... He's, he's laying out things that will, others will build on. And the problem when you do foundational work is it, 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 it's not very obvious. I remember a little over 10 years ago when this building was being built, we would drive by it, it seemed like, every day, and you'd look out there and you'd see a mound of dirt and you'd see some dirt movers and you'd see cement trucks and all, but nothing seemed like it was happening. It went on for days and weeks, and I thought, like, when is it going to happen? And finally we started to see some steel come up and then some concrete. But the reality was those that engineer and those contractors understood that to build a large facility like this you have to have a strong foundation. You can't just whip it up and nothing flat and hope that it will survive. It takes time. And it takes work that often isn't visible, that doesn't get appreciated, that's not noticed, and yet it is fundamental to what has to be done for the long haul. And Paul says his work is like that too. He knew how important it was for him as he was laying a foundation for those to come after him, for those he was bringing the gospel to. And he, he reminds us that that is true for us as well. And, and In fact, he is very clear about who that foundation has to be. Continuing in verse 10, he says, whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Dads, but moms too. Folks, all of us. The apostle Paul was convinced, the Bible testifies, that there is only one Sure foundation that you and I can build our lives on forever, and that's Jesus. There are a lot of good things out there, there are a lot of things that are helpful day to day, week to week, but we're not about just the short term. You only focus on the short term, you're going to get burned. Jesus said. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it's well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins." And notice Jesus isn't saying here that agreeing with him in principle is sufficient. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. No, Jesus takes it much further to say that we have to obey. We have to live it out. If it's not lived, it's not real. If it's only up here and it's not out there, it's just an idea. It's a concept. It's a, it's a thought. And all the thoughts in the world will never allow a building to stand against a storm. You have to work at it. You have to build. You have to obey. You have to do it right. We have to do it right. We can can wish there was a quick and easy way to do it. We can wish that we could just snap our fingers or say some magic words. It doesn't work that way. It takes that hard work of building a foundation day in and day out by committing ourselves to Christ to the point that we obey. Even when it goes against the culture around us, even it goes against something I want or like, the question we have to ask ourselves is, what is what's my foundation? Will it hold up? when the storms of life will eventually come. And dads, this is so important because if our foundation isn't there, then we have nothing of eternal significance to give to our kids. Listen. I cannot leave a lasting legacy for my kids if I, myself, don't have that foundation. I can't say that's my wife's job. I can't even say that's the church's job because it's not. The church is here to come alongside you to equip the saints, it says in Ephesians chapter four, for for all the good works that we're called to do, but ultimately, it falls back to us. If we want to provide a foundation for our kids that will see them through life, We have to have that foundation first. And that may be the most important thing some of you on this Father's Day do is commit or recommit your life to our Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. If you want what's best for your kids. Notice, if you want what's best for your kids, it begins with your relation with Jesus Christ so that you have then something that you can give to them. I can coach my kids in baseball, but if I don't know it, I can't take them very far. I can't help them with math if I didn't get it when I went to school. And it is a basic truth of life we're dealing here with. I can't give what I don't have. So we have to get this right if we want what's best for our kids, if we want a legacy that will outlive us, if we want a legacy that will go on for eternity. And that legacy, the number one legacy, is helping our children know Jesus Christ as, as Lord, as Savior of their lives. Because we want them to have that foundation. We will give children opportunity to welcome that foundation of their lives this week at Summer Kids Club. But ultimately, what you and I do either builds or detracts from that. Paul warns us of what happens if we overlook. He said, verse 12, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. Some of those things are durable. Some of them aren't. He says, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. You know, we can't teach our kids to be the best baseball players or the best students or the best musicians or the best dancers unless we're really committed to it. We can make sure they go to the finest schools and have the the right computer and the best sports equipment and, 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 and the current phone. We can leave our kids a wonderful financial inheritance that will give them a real leg up. But Paul says some things last. And some things don't. And if we're not careful, we may get them confused. We may value what the world values. It it seems to be important. And we end up giving our kids nothing that will carry them on into eternity. Some things will survive the fire of hard times, the refining fire of Christ's return. And Some things are gonna burn up. What are you building? Not everything is of equal eternal value, even if it seems important today. you got to realize that. We face a real danger of sacrificing God's best for some good things, but they're not his best things. Foundation work isn't glamorous, it's, it's not usually exciting, it's hard, it's daily, it's a grind, it's necessary. No, no team wins by just showing up for the game. They have had to practice and practice and practice to get things down by rote so that muscle memory kicks in in the moment it's needed because it has become second nature to them, not something that they have to think through every time because they have spent the time building the foundation. It is ongoing hard work. Dr. David Livingstone, the 18th century Scottish medical missionary to Africa, had a group of friends write him We would like to send other men to you. Have you found a good road into your area yet? And This is what Dr. Livingstone wrote back. If you have men who will only come if they know there is a good road, I don't want them. I want men who will come if there is no road at all. Have we often settled for waiting until there's a good road to do something? To live for Christ, to invest in our kids. I hope men, women, I hope we will never be satisfied with the easy road. But instead, through our commitment to Christ and our love for our kids and kids around us, that we will come even when there is no road. That we will make sacrifices and do whatever it takes for the sake of our kids. Helping our kids come to faith in Jesus Christ is the only thing you and I have to offer our kids that has eternal value. It's the only thing. We can teach them good things, we can teach them wonderful skills, not saying they aren't valued, but ultimately there's only one thing that leads them to eternity. And it has to be taught, it has to be modeled day in and day out. Not, it's not gonna always be easy, it's often not gonna be convenient and it will virtually never simply be a one-time thing. A number of studies have shown, dads, your spiritual commitment, not, not, not your wives, not your sisters, not dads, your spiritual commitment is one of the biggest predictors of a child's spiritual success in coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Some of us fought the odds and we made it anyway. But your faith matters more than you probably have ever given it credit. It matters. It's why we love when we have men serving down in Gateway Kids. Why? Because there are some children growing up who, really like me, didn't have a dad that church was important. And I remember when I finally had a man in my class in the sixth grade, it stuck with me. In fact, years later when I wrote out, started writing out my calling to ministry, that, his presence stuck out in my mind as probably a turning point. I don't remember a single thing he taught me, quite honestly. But I remember him and that he was there. That's why we talk to you about serving in Gateway Kids. That's why we talk to you about student ministry. It's not because it's easy or convenient for you. It's because it's for the sake of those kids. It's for the sake of the mission It is hard. It does take sacrifice. Don't ever doubt that. If it's not costing you anything, David, King David had an opportunity one time to receive a a threshing floor for a place for an altar. And the man said, I'll just give it to you. And David said, I will not accept something for my Lord that didn't cost me something. Does our faith cost us nothing? If it does, is it worth anything? I hope you're sacrificing for your faith, for your kids, for your church, for the sake of the kingdom. I hope you're doing it every day because that's what makes a difference. That's what builds a legacy. And there's some other things I wanna just remind you also that make a difference in our legacy. Kids need to see us committed to personal integrity. Integrity just means we do what we say. We do the right thing when nobody's looking, you know? It's easy sometimes when we like to think, I got away with it because nobody saw me. If you have that thought, you're already going down the wrong path. And that will show to your kids at some point. Our kids go so much more by what we do than what we say. I mean, if, if we tell our kids don't cuss, but then we're, we're every other day we're dropping some of those words around the house, what's the message that they get? Well, I can't cuss now, but when I grow up, that's what men do, they cuss. You think, well, I, I, I'll be careful, I'm only doing it at work or when I'm in my car. Whatever is a part of us comes out In times, we never know. We have to work. We have to constantly model to our kids whether we know it or we even like it. Man, my wife and I have been talking for for a couple of years now. Our son is coming up on 15, and he's a good kid. But we have both been talking to each other, her especially to me, keep the phone down. Don't. Ever text in the car don't respond in the car why because he's sitting in that car and he sees and I make an effort now I put that phone in my cup holder and I leave it there because I don't when I tell him don't you dare text while you drive I don't want him to say but dad you do Our kids are watching us. I was talking to a dad this week. He went shopping with his, took his daughter shopping with him for a vehicle. And he was talking about how they went a couple of places and he was making, they were making him some promises. He was saying some things back to the, the car salesman. And he said somewhere along the line, it struck him that his daughter was paying attention to everything he said. And though one salesman may not know what the other salesman heard, his daughter would hear everything. He wanted to be intentional, to be consistent, to live with integrity before her so she would understand. What is the legacy that we want to leave our kids? Faith in Christ, integrity. And third, kids need to see, guys, they need to see our commitment to our wives. How do we teach our sons to treat women and especially their wives well? How do we teach our daughters what is okay behavior and what is bad behavior? We model it. We demonstrate it with our wives how we live it out kids need to see us showing respect see us sacrificing for our wives they need to even see some romance I mean I mean, get carried away okay don't overdo the PDA but they need to know you love her And you're not afraid. What what are they going to say? Ooh, no, oh, man. But you know what? In their heart, they are thrilled that you love your wife. They are thrilled that their mom loves their dad. It gives them a sense of, of assurance that there is a strong foundation around them. They can depend on. Kids need to see that our marriages are important. You know, people downplay marriage, but it's incredibly important. Sometimes a marriage is the only thing that keeps two people together in hard times. But I've heard stories, and you have too, of people who allowed that marriage bond to get them through some hard stuff. Guys, we we gotta be teaching our our kids manners, you know? Uh, We gotta teach our boys especially to be gentlemen. Nobody likes to talk about that stuff anymore. It seems kind of old-fashioned, but it is actually a, a historic and valuable way of showing honor and respect and kindness, especially to our wives, but then to everyone else. I want my kids to show honor and respect to their mother and they will not unless I am doing it first. One Father's Day, Clara Knoll had a church class of of five-year-olds, and she asked the boys to all um, draw a picture of something that their father liked. It could be a fishing pole, could be a car, could be a a pet. But after hearing her, her directions, one of the little boys raised his hand, and he said, can I draw a picture of my mom because my dad sure likes her a lot man don't we want all of our kids to realize that to see it not just wonder but to see it lived out and finally our kids need to see us committed to them Bill had missed a lot of good time with his two young children he had been very busy with work. So he brought them together and he apologized for being so busy. And he started talking to him about the difference between quantity time and quality time. And he could tell they weren't quite getting it. So he said quantity means how much time and quality means how good the time is that we spend together. So which would you rather have? And his six-year-old daughter Kristen quickly said quality time and lots of it. <laughs> how how do our kids spell love? T-I-M-E. In fact, that's how we all spell love in a lot of ways. That's what that boy was experiencing on the video with his dad. Our kids need to know we love them, we're committed to them, we got their backs. I have listened to too many kids who have deep disappointment because they don't sense that from a mom or a dad. They... they go they have a, a play or a, a a ball game or a concert or a recital and dad doesn't show up. I've listened to adults, adult men talk about never having had their dad attend a ball game or be there at a concert. And you can just you can tell it's breaking their hearts. Actions speak louder than words. It's good for our kids to hear that we, we love them, but they need to see it even more so. All of this matters, but, but again, if, if, if we're not leaving them the most important legacy of all, of at least the opportunity for a vibrant living faith in Jesus Christ, then we've ultimately failed them. I mean, I, I grew up in a family where my mother took me every Sunday, but my dad virtually never went. And I didn't necessarily know what I was missing, at least not back then. But I know there's a lot of things I didn't receive from my dad that I would have loved to have gotten. There's a lot of truth I could have learned or he could have learned with me. It, it's awkward sometimes. May feel a little embarrassing. May feel like we're, we're you know, it's, it's a little too touchy feely. But maybe that's our fault too. Because maybe all our kids really need is hug them tight, wrestle with them on the bed. One of my favorite memories. Is wrestling with my son. I never wrestled with my father. Wrestling with my son, and my son would say, We kind of we didn't want to be rough. And so he would say, Dad, can we wrestle softly? (laughs) What a gift he gave me. He wanted to do that with me. He still, he he came up to me after the first service, and I'm not saying quite the same things I I said there, but he kind of you know did that and I loved it I loved it and don't tell him <laughs> or at least that I said all I said you and I have such a, a opportunity to leave a legacy of faith for our kids I, I I wish that's something I could have gotten from my dad I got it from other men and from other people. And that's the good news. That's why things like Summer Kids Club is so important because there will be some who don't have some of you dads and moms. But they will be exposed to it and they will discover there is another way of living life and another way of doing things. And it might just change their life forever. Forever. I would just ask you today, decide to take one additional step, whatever the next step is for you, in your journey with Jesus Christ, in your journey with your son or your daughter, with your kids. Take one more step, do one more thing. Maybe change a habit around your house. Maybe sit down and talk some, Tell your stories of faith. Maybe that's hard for you. Sign up for life to life mentoring and, and discover how you can do some of that. Maybe sign up for Summer Kids Club or, or sign up to serve in Gateway Kids. Sign to serve with our students. Are you going to be perfect? <laughs> no. It, 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 are those groups perfect? No. But if we are working together to love, love can overcome anything. Love can overcome a young man who hates enough to kill. Love can do that. We have the opportunity to do that. I pray that you will take a step. If you need to write it down on the back of the notes, there's a place for you. What's the next step that I want to take to build a legacy for my kids or for some other kids. You have a great opportunity today, dads. Not to make it a day about us, but in fact to make it the kind of day our heavenly father would make it, a day when he did something for them, for us, to do it because of his grace. Man, that would be an incredible Father's Day. And that will be the day we will experience someday in heaven, every day. If you need, if you're not sure about this, you need to talk to somebody, our prayer team will be up here. We'd love for you to do that. If you need to make that commitment, or recommit for your sake as well as for your kids, I hope you will. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you loved us so much that even though we had sinned and we, we fall short, short of your glory, we messed up, we, we broke the bond between us, you provided your son as the atoning sacrifice to restore us as your children, as your sons and daughters. There was no limit to how far you were willing to go for each one of us. And you have laid that down as the model for our lives with our children and with children around us and with the lives around us. Father, help us to live out this day and every day acting on your grace. Father, don't make this a one-time-a-week ordeal or event, but an everyday response to your grace that accepted us right where we are and loved us into eternity. And we have the privilege of joining in your work to build foundations, to leave a legacy, especially for our kids, but for all the children. We pray that you will use us this week For every child who comes through these doors, that through us, they will come closer to Jesus. Through us, they will have a stronger foundation. Through us, many of them will come to faith in Christ. We pray for this. We sacrifice for this. In the name of Jesus, who did that for us. Amen. God bless you. Happy Father's Day. See you next week. To learn more about us, visit www.gateway-community.org. Welcome to your journey.